Welcome to Create Photography. This is Daniel. In today's episode, I will have a conversation with Ross Boswell. Ross, who photographs under the name Atmospherics, is a Vancouver native artist, photographer, and creative director with over 30 years experience working professionally in the visual arts. Ross imagery has been featured on many album cover designs throughout the wide variety of musical genres with a leaning towards electronic and ambient music. Subjects Ross is exploring include vast landscapes captured across the globe. Ross, welcome to Create Photography. I look very much forward to speaking with you today. Hello, it's great to be here. Looking forward to it. Great. Ross, I understand you're a Vancouver native. Uh, Vancouver is a beautiful city. I don't know it that well, admittingly, but I've been there a couple of times. Um, and the nature of the Canadian West Coast seems stunning. Um, do you mind telling me a little bit about maybe your upbringing in that area and perhaps also a little bit about Vancouver? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm born and raised in Vancouver, um, which, like, what makes Vancouver great is just the, the, it's a very cosmopolitan yep. uh, city, with, and it brings in people from all over the world. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I, I was born here, and, you know, when you're born and raised here, you're kind of immersed in this in this whole, what we call sea-to-sky country, hmm. and and meaning that, you know, you can be ocean kayaking in the morning, and then you can be <laughs> hiking in the Alpine by by the you know by the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what we call Sea to Sky, and there, and and it's just an amazingly beautiful area. And and you know, we almost take it for granted that we have all this these mountains and wildlife and and scenery just in our backyard. You know, yep. and. Um, yeah, that, we, we're, 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 we're really integrated with nature here, I think. Right, Even, even right. though we're in a, in a fairly, you know, third largest city in, in Canada. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's a, that's what I kind of remember from it too. And it seems like, I think I was more in the summertime, but, you know, every there's a lot of biking going on, a lot of outdoor activity and... and uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like... There, there's people who just their entire lives are, are about that. Like everything mm -hmm. is about how you live outdoor and integrate your lifestyle, right, into nature and outdoors here. Yeah, it, it's really, it's really great to see. I would say I'm in 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 between. I'm more on the artist side, where I like I love outdoors, but I need to be creating and, and right. photographing right. and things. Yeah, and I I kind of into I, I kind of blend those two things, but but there's a, a lot of people who who, who it's it's all about fitness, right, and hiking right. and outdoor activity, you know, yeah, which is great. Yeah, well, and and that brings me to my next question. So, you you know, a, a big one of your big subjects it's probably fair to say is landscape, <laughs> landscape yeah. photography, yes. and and you know, very artistic, beautiful landscapes and, and, and mountainscapes as well. And, and, you know, and, and you, you're photographing really globally. And you, we, we talked a little bit before we started the recording, you know, you, you're going sometimes on road trips, but I, I know you, you, that is mentioned too, that, you know, you're, you're photographing and all, you've photographed in all kinds of locations worldwide, but I'm kind of curious, how did you start, you know, you've been in the, in the, 
in the art side of things for a long time, but how did you get into photography specifically? And how did the, that start? Um, I, I, my, my history of photography goes well back into my childhood. Um, hmm. when I, I was just, I was given like a Kodak Instamatic camera hmm. when I was, when I was a kid, like just this used thing that, you, you know, like the, nobody in my family was using it. So I was like, started buying film for it yep. <laughs> and just started snapping pictures with it. And ever since then, it's really led me on this visual, visual art, music. Like it just allowed, it was a gateway into, into art. I think mm -hmm. I used it, I used it in an unconventional way. Everything I've, everything I've ever done, I've tried to um, use in unconventional ways in my own way, mm -hmm. you know, learn, learn the basics and then go from there. So um, I don't know if that answers the question, but that was pretty much my gateway, you know, right. just a, a, right. an old film camera that you had to buy cartridges for that. I just, right. started <laughs> that I just started snapping with and yeah. from there, it just opened and, up everything. And was it right away? Was, was it the landscapes right away or was it just kind of, it was just, it was just everything around, everything, my, okay. everything around my environment. And then, and then, you know, like nothing serious. I, I didn't, I didn't know that I had an eye or anything for it then, but I think when things really started to happen was in high school in art and graphics classes where it, it was pretty clear I had a passion for it. And I was mm -hmm. told, I was told that, and basically my world just started to revolve around that. Mm -hmm. and, and any free time I had was in the dark room. You know, if I had lunch hour, it would, I'd be in the dark room. Hmm. Hmm. And it was just, hmm. a, it's just a passion that it was, it was That's like, cool. just, it was just, you know, a magnetic passion I right. had to, to, to use this, yep. to, to use this, um, you know, process to, to, um, express, express my vision. And, I guess. And, yeah. and so how, so from there, um, so you've been, working in, in the visual arts professionally for, for over 30 years. Um, so yeah. how did you get into, I guess, the professional side of things, um, you know, from, yeah. yeah um, from there. Okay. So I, I, you know, during high, when I got out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I went to school for recording engineering for music. Hmm. And that's a, that's a really hard industry to crack. And then from there, that from there I thought, okay, what can I do with that? And then I went to school for applied for television, um, to get into television broadcast here mm -hmm. and at, at the, at the technical uh, uh, school called BCIT, which is probably the biggest technical Institute mm. in, in the province, one of the biggest in the, in the country. And that, that took me a long time to get in. And, and so that meant volunteering for, cable television stations and just every, anything that I could do to, to kind of give me a, a, a better background in, 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 in television and media. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, that, that was, that was, that, that was a, I spent a lot of time doing that and finally got accepted to this program. And from there, I started getting into to more video and, and film type hmm. things. And then through that, I just, I was still shooting. I was still shooting film and, and, you know, a lot of our projects, we had to, 
to like document visually and I'd be shooting then too. And then I also tried to get into the film industry, shooting stills and, and things like that. But, uh, um, you know, and then when I got, and then when I got out of, of, out of that program, um, this lots of, lots of creative things in music were happening. I've always been really into music. And, mm-hmm. and so I started going to warehouse parties and it was, you know, this would be the early rave scene. Oh, sure. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And then, and so I, um, I started doing a lot of flyers for raves and, and, and warehouse parties. Hmm. And then from there, people, people started asking me to do more corporate type things, you know, like, like identity, uh, identity projects for, for new companies, logos, business Hmm. cards, all this kind of stuff. And I just, it just all just blossomed from there. And then, Hmm. and so it it just all took off. And from that point, uh, from working on, you know, small art projects and and like, like album cover jobs for bands or whatever, just right into doing corporate more Hmm. corporate art, like anything Hmm. from retail to packaging to, you know, full identity projects for, for, for new companies, hmm. you know, sky, sky is the limit really. Yeah. And is that, yeah, is that, that something you're time. still doing Ross? So, so the kind of the cor- corporate commercial it, it, work? Or it, 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 it is for sure, but I'm doing way more of my own work now. Oh, cool. And, and like the whole co the, the whole pandemic changed a lot of that for me too. Yeah. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of clients just cut back their budgets, budgets big time. And oh, sure. first, the first thing that went for a lot of graphic designers was, you know, the, the, these like I'm I'm more into print than I am web and, mm-hmm. and you know, doing website branding. And um, although I can do that too, uh, mainly what I did is in the, is on the print side, especially packaging, and. Um, a lot of a lot of clients has cut back those budgets big time. So I, so from mm-hmm. there, I've, I've really gone into and it, you know what I'm really happy about it. It's allowed me to do more of the projects mm-hmm. that I want to do of my own artwork. So so really, I think it was a blessing in disguise. You know, and, right. and it's just given me more time to really <laughs> yeah. focus on my own artwork. Oh, that's that's awesome. And so, you know, when I look at your work on on your website and we'll, we'll of course link to that in, in the show notes as well. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, I definitely see a, a nice consistency across and, and, you know, a certain voice or style. And so I'm always curious about that, you know, so how, and I know it's probably difficult to describe, but um, when would you say that you kind of find your, you know, your voice or style, or, you know, is that something you're, you're even thinking about, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it definitely is. I, I, I'm not bound to it. You know, okay. I'm, always, I'm always trying to ex- explore ways to, to within my style to expand my style. Um, but I think it's very important to, for artists to create their own voice and, and you have to, you have to like cut your vision out through all the, the noise around you, like you have to have, you have to somehow stand out within that, within that, within everything else around you, like all the great artwork that's around you. I think, um, I think I don't try to copy anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't try to copy any other style. I just try to like 
or like what what is my unique voice mm-hmm. and, and like i'm influenced by things that i see in other artwork or whatever but i i, I really i think it's so important to cut out your own voice and and whether you know like you don't know what how people are going to respond to it sometimes mm-hmm. and like i think a lot of people get discouraged that maybe you know they're not getting the the approval from from the outside that that they want of their own style but i think you have to be your heart your own your your you know your own worst critic mm-hmm. and really take the positives and then work work on the things that maybe aren't um that where people that aren't responding to, you know, like and, mm-hmm. and try to, it's, it, it's really tough. You know, you don't, you don't want to go, you don't want to re, be re- reactive to people's judgment of your, your right. Your eyes, right. You know? But at the same time, you have to somehow try to attract, keep attracting a wider audience, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe that just takes time and maybe it's just getting your work into the right avenues. But, Right. You know, you should never be, I don't think anybody should be discouraged about the right. fact they're not getting mainstream approval from, from anything. It's just your, your own personal voice is much more important than that. Right. And, um, yeah, just did, keep working on your own style. I think. It's right. So important. And did you, did you ever work with, you know, to get, maybe to get feedback or, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about social media now, but did you ever work with, for example, mentors or did you ever, or work with other well, photographers or, um, um, not, not mentors, but, okay. but I have really, really key influences from my past that, that are like my benchmark that, you know, I don't like, like I'm not trying to emulate any their style or anything, but more so, how did they create their voice and what, what is it about their work that, that, that made people really respond to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the whole crew, like creativity and artwork just moves so fast. Like you can, you can be doing one style and then, and then for some reason, you know, it's not flavor of the moment anymore and then people move on, but it doesn't, you know, all that work that was done in the past is still great artwork. Right. And it, you know, um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but more, more so the, you know, like instead of working with actual other artists collaborating with them, which I have, which I have done, I've done Mm -hmm. some collaboration through Instagram. Um, But I think, I think it's more so just drawing these little, these, these little snippets out from my, the past and applying them to what I do now Mm -hmm. um, is is very, is, is important. It's probably, it's probably, you know, you you could call it sort of indirect mentoring. I guess mm-hmm. just, just mm-hmm. really, you know, right, right, really, really, really trying to 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 look at the people I admire from artwork, yep. that, the artists in the past, and and try to kind of see what their process was to to getting to where they were. What are some of those influences? Most importantly, from from music, I would say it would be um, work done for 4AD Records in the 80s by Vaughn Oliver and Nigel Grierson, I mm. think. Um, especially especially Nigel Grierson's photography. I mean, even even though like if you look at my work, it doesn't look like his his work. I mean, you know, 
but there's something in the mood, tones, and textures that definitely I feel is where I'm trying to, is some, is somewhere where I'm trying to get to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not as abstract as his work mm-hmm. um, because I'm just working, I'm working with landscapes and, and right. I, I don't, I don't try to like, you know, like I, I'm not trying to, some, sometimes they're abstract, but sometimes it's more about mood and feel and tones right. and light right. and all that, right? But there's something about the, the, the tonal textures and colors and things that where I, I think, I think that's just such a, his influence has been such a powerful part of, of my, my visual taste, you know, through photography Mm -hmm. that it it definitely comes out and it's, it's still, it still comes out to, you know, now. So So I suppose we, we probably, would it be fair to say that his work is, we probably know it from, a bunch of records <laughs> oh yeah like anybody yeah. anybody you know if you're into the if you're into like sort of post-punk music it, it, through the 80s the, i mean the label's still going now but they okay. don't they don't they don't use his work anymore i don't think okay i don't think he's associated with the label anymore and then um the other guy the von oliver he died a couple of years ago mm, okay um but yeah you know like you know it's, it's extremely Extremely popular to anybody. Like if if you don't music by the Cocktail Twins, yep, yep, or anybody like that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, those covers oh, are just cool. incredible. Yeah, oh, that's you know? cool. So and 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 that's just one influence. I mean, yep. other, other influences for me, a lot of cinematic ones like Stanley Kubrick and yep. people like that. But I I don't. Um, I, I sort of use influences aside aside from the ones mentioned. I sort of use influences lightly, and there's a lot of influences that I have currently just this from my peers, people mm-hmm. I associate with on Instagram or hmm. you know um, other social media that I've that I've mm-hmm. seen. I mean, there's just so much great artwork out there, and, yep. and that's another reason why I'm I really try to create my own voice. I'm not. Yep. I'm not trying to apply what I see. Right. Like we're just flooded and bombarded with images. I oh just, yeah. I, I just, absolutely. I, I try not to like let that clutter my, yeah. <laughs> too much. Yeah. Right. Right. Let, let's talk a little bit about your connection to the music industry. We talked quite a bit about this already uh, in a way, but um, I, I actually discovered your work by, by browsing some ambient music and I, it was fast, and I was actually fascinated by one of your um, album covers. Oh, great! Um, and so, um, which then you know connect, connect me to you, um, to your website. Um, yeah. So, how did you initially connect to the music industry, and then you know how did it evolve from there? Um, initially, okay. Uh, initially, like way back, like. You know, when I, when I, when I, even when I was in high school, I mm-hmm. had, I had friends in bands and they were, and they were like, Oh, can I use this photo for on a, on a poster or whatever? So that'd be like the initial, initial connection. Um, and then, and then, and then j- during high school and just after I started, I took my camera to do a lot of shows, just my, mm. and I, I put it like, <laughs> stuff it you know a little had a little pentax me and i used to just put it i put mm. it down my pants and smuggled it into shows yeah. 
And some of these shows are crazy, like punk rock shows or, or post-punk. You know, just this really, you know, crowds who are pretty go pretty wild, pretty wild <laughs> crowds. And, and yep. so you're in there, you're getting slam danced or whatever. You're trying to take a shot. And, and <laughs> I, I love that. I absolutely loved it. And, and, and that's, you know, and then I'd have, I'd have bands asking me, you know, to use pictures or whatever. And, um, and then from there, you know, like I, I just love being around bands and music. And, and then, and then in the early nineties, I started, managing a band and doing and doing their doing their light lights and and visuals and um you know this all when we're like during where the warehouse party scene and all that and we, we we try to cross bands with 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 djs and all that and so there's all this different media that we brought to it and um you know that uh and from the, from then on like we started record started record label with two of the guys from the or two or three of the guys from the band that I was managing after they broke up at the hmm. end of the nineties. And that went on for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. We, we were never huge, but we'd mm -hmm. have these little, we'd have these little points where, you know, we get asked to play a music festival in England. We, and we played the big chill festival in England a few times and I hmm. go DJ or whatever. And again, there's all this media that's needed for this. Right. Album covers, you know, flyers, um, on like wet like websites and whatever so um yeah and we have just kept going and then and then we we've we dissolved that label i, I wanted to get more into ambient music because this was kind of down tempo down mm -hmm. tempo beats and things you know and i just i just felt like I, I wanted to kind of progress from that and get into more ambient so um Friend of mine was friend of mine was all game for it, and and we did so we started North Silver, which is also a record label identity and a visual collective that on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen that account. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we just and, and like what I love about it now is that we make our own music called Montaigne with under the name Montaigne District, mm -hmm. which is this is another platform for to to be able to use as a springboard into 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 like more visual stuff i can i can use i can use it for for all my analog photography for instagram mm -hmm. you know i could I create i create this visual visual flow using my my film work for that account mm. um and then we and then we collaborate with, musically with all these different ambient artists that that we've we've created these associations with on through Instagram, um, and that's great. I love it. And um, you know we don't we don't have a massive amount of listeners and followers, but we we stay really true to the sound that we want to do and our own sound while mm -hmm. we associate with kind of ambient music. We, we love ambient music. But we also don't want to be associated entirely with sleep and relaxation music. Yeah. <laughs> like we're right. just, you know, I've done that. Like I know right. what those associations can be like to really pigeonhole you. I, see, I yeah. saw that happen during our last label when we did hmm. down tempo music. It was it was pigeonholed as chill out music, and, and then mm -hmm. you become really typecasted into one genre. Right. And so we didn't. We just want to do our own sound and keep 
working w- within that and, and keep um, keep collaborating with with these amazing musicians. That mm. you know, there's no way I would have ever had an opportunity to, to work with people like this had we not started this. And, right. and I, I, I absolutely love it. it does, like, it's, it's nothing we do for money or anything. Right. This is purely collaboration and yep. creative expression. And it's, awesome. it's just so pure. You know, I just, yeah. I love it. So, so is, Mon- is Montaigne, Ross's Montaigne district. So it's, is it like, is it an album or is it really more, is it more than that? Is it Mo- Montaigne, Montaigne district is the, is the, uh, our recording entity. So it's, it's the recording it's, entity. Okay. Yeah, got it. Got it. it okay. It, it's myself and a good, um, old longtime friend of mine, Paul McNeil. Okay. And, um, yeah. So, so are you, so you guys are, so you're bringing in the visual side of things, but also the, also the, the record, but also we, the music. Yeah. I mean, so you collaborate yeah. with, yeah, as you mentioned with, with other, with, with ambient musicians in this case. Yeah. Um, if, yep. if, if we collaborate with another ambient musician, we release under that, like, but our own releases that they're strictly Montaigne district. Those are, those are our own albums and, and okay. singles. We're working okay. on a new album right now for coming out in February. And then our next release, um, we're working with a, a, a guy named Jay Cliff and based in Toronto. And we just did, you know, it's really interesting. He records using analog tape devices and reel to reels to create these drone sounds Hmm. And then we we applied our own organic process to that, and it's really wild like, what you come up with, hmm. you know. And then from there we create these soundscapes, and then from there, I you know I'll do the visual side, I'll do the I'll do the uh, the cover, or we'll collaborate on the cover, or or whatever. Like we collaborate right down to the the, the titles of the tracks. Oh, cool. You know? Yeah, it's, but but it's you're a, involved in the audio side then as well. Do I do yeah, I understand that correct? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. So, so like my background is um, I come from a DJ DJing background, but I also play a bit of guitar and I play bass. Yep. Um, and and um, and then and then I'm, I'm you know I'm adding I'm, I never used to do this, but I'm adding my own synth elements sure. to tracks now, and I do most of the mixing. And most of the final r- arrangement on our own tracks, but but again, it's a collaboration. It's always yeah. the decisions are always made between two of us on everything. That's cool. So, That's cool. are you guys? Yeah. Um, just technical question: Is is this more on the analog side of things, or you, you mentioned tape? But you know, it depends on. But do you well, for you guys, are you guys doing? Yeah, um, it's very. We, we use both. Okay. So so Paul Paul would have all the, these different instruments in his studio, like from, from, you know, synthesizers and guitars. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I have two guitars. I have a bass guitar and, um, amps. I record all that through the amp. I could go straight into my computer. I don't right. normally do that because mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to capture all the sound around and coming out of an amp. I, mm-hmm. I want to capture the electric analog right. um, part of that. So, yep. And then from there, we'll use the latest digital equipment, you know, yeah. like we'll, we'll use the latest plugins and, and mm-hmm. digital audio workstations. And right. use, we both, we both use logic to put everything together. Yeah. Logic. So, okay. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. Um, 
quickly shifting gears a little bit, but um, I'm curious how and why <laughs> you decided to photograph under atmospherics. Um, it's an, you know, it, the name makes a ton of sense to me when I look at your work, but I'm still curious if you, if yeah. you wouldn't mind, let, you know. Yeah, know. I mean, I, I, I think that if I'm going to use a name like that, I, 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 I better hit what it is it is so yeah so, so again it challenges me like if, you know right. like it, but the history of atmo- the word atmosphere and atmospherics goes right back to high school for me hmm. um when i when I, like when i got out, when i got out of high school like i i, I made I, I made these business cards that had a sky on them i still have i have hmm. this binder of negatives that i still have and I still have that business card in there, oh, cool. and it was it was called atmosphere photography. Huh. And then oh, and then when nice. I started doing when I started doing work in the warehouse party scene and clubs and all that, it was atmosphere design. So all my clients know me as atmosphere design. All my all, mm. my, all my design and branding clients, mm. I'm I'm atmosphere. Mm. So so what was the, the what's the logical name from for my photography side it's atmospherics like like there's, yeah. there's just no other name to me there's no, there's no other, other name, name possible could, could <laughs> right right so oh, that's cool so that's kind of the history yeah 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 so, that, that's cool yeah that's it's, cool. it's all it, it's you know it goes right goes right back to the origins of, of yeah. when i yeah. started which i'm you know, yeah, kind of happy about. <laughs> well, and, and maybe, and you know, maybe that's just my interpretation. But also knowing now a little bit more about your background and with the music, it, it kind of makes sense to me too. <laughs> just as yeah. a you know, from that standpoint, um, yeah, yeah, because we don't, we never question, right, when a musician calls his band. Um, I hear the kitty in the background. <laughs> That's Zoe. I, I was waiting until my dog starts to bark as well. <laughs> um, Hopefully they won't start wrestling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Over the, that's right. Over the internet. Um, yeah, so exactly. So nobody, you know, would question a band. Why did you call this band such and such? I mean, maybe they might, but, you know, typically we're just so used to it. And then photography, yeah. we're so used to, well, people just use their name, but, you know, yeah. it's not really clear why. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. No, it's a great question, I think, like, you know, because, I mean, naming something, like, any, any, like whether it's a track or whether it's, it's an album title, whether it's a band name, it's mm-hmm. such a process. Oh, either, yeah. either you have it right away, right, or you go through a lot of back and forth. It's really hard with, with your friend, with the people you're working with. Mm-hmm. Even myself, like yeah. I might have one word, one word. Like, even if I'm naming, like I'm trying to come up with a caption for for a post, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll have one word, and then if the second word doesn't sound right. I can be I can be sitting there for twenty minutes, <laughs> trying to fit like right. just racking my brain trying to find a cool word and, and like I, yeah. I, I I find it important like and hopefully hopefully I hit them right they, I just don't I don't like cheesy sounding names or, or like the kind of trite captions right you know I like right. uh, you know I, I mean that's just my that's yeah. that's my feel some people might find that mine are I don't I don't know right <laughs> right right but um, just yeah. You know, it's, it's been a really important thing ever since working with bands and, and my yep. the partners I had at the time, like trying to find cool names. 
right. for things was very important to us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. yeah. Let's talk about your picture. So there's a specific picture. That's actually the one that how I found you that I mentioned earlier. It's called Hazy Bay. Um, yeah. I believe it is made on film. I, I think it's beautiful. Um, yeah, thank you. Could you? Could you tell me a little bit more about it? And we'll link to it in the show notes for our listeners as well. Um, yeah, right. would, would you mind telling me a little more about? Yeah, well, well, that one that one's taken in English Bay, Vancouver, hmm. and it's like it, it's interesting because that was a really, really smoky wildfire smoke oh. um, summer, hmm. and it's it's. It's, it's, it's really crazy, you know, like, like some, some of the photos that people have reacted to the most of, of, of my, my recent images, it, a lot of them are really, really smoked out scenes from, you know, from, from, from wildfires. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we, so it has this kind of, you know, they're beautiful, but at the same time, there's something kind of really disturbing mm-hmm. about how, wh- how and why. We get these summers and, and falls now, springs that are really, really smoky and really mm-hmm. dangerous for people to breathe, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. When you take a photo in them, a lot of them are, are very, you know, they're beautiful, like undeniable, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's, and some of them have an apocalyptic type. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. But um, yeah, yeah, that one, that one I shot on, on Cine Still 800 on, hmm. My old Pentax LX that I've been using for decades now. <laughs> okay. You know, and I still so use that third... camera. It's a rock solid film oh, camera. Cool. That I is that a 35 millimeter or is it? Yeah. A... Okay. Yeah, Got it. Okay. And I okay. just went like, there's lots of noise and grain in that. that mm-hmm. I love I mean, I think the, in- the initial photo is probably under or, or underexposed. Mm-hmm. So, so it, uh, we'll take a grainy film and make it even more grainy. But yeah. <laughs> Underexposing it, you know, right, like I right. just shot what I could at the time because the yep. sun was coming down. I, whatever light I could get, you know, it's mm-hmm. there, and that's pretty much the color of it. I haven't, oh, wow. I haven't really, I didn't go, I didn't go crazy in, in processing with it, or, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then a guy, like one of the collaborators, used it for a cover. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's where I found. I think it's a, an ambient album. I yeah. Believe. Peter. Yep. Peter. Peter Bark. Oh yes, yes, yeah. exactly. One of the yeah, he's, records guys. Yep, yep. That that's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, I was honored. I was honored for him to use that image. Yeah, yeah. It's really a, a yeah. He's a he's a talented guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Um. Oh, wonderful. So so it was a it was an evening picture. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, okay. Yeah. It's the sundown. Yep. Sundown. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so we'll link to it in the show notes. It has this beautiful blue, almost mon- monochromatic, we could yeah. say, right? Um, yeah. Kind of feel to it, and then the sun is kind of this this orange. <laughs> yeah, it's ball. Just this ball. And, and, yeah, and, and the, the, the film just really cuts out this circle and almost looks yeah. like it's yeah, you know, it almost looks like it's pasted on there. But yeah, I, I can assure you, it's not. It's yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that look. Yeah, no, it looks yeah. it looks really great. Um, so speaking of film, um, so you use film as a medium. We talked about this already, and including this image. But are you using digital as well? Is yeah. this correct? So okay. I'm using pretty okay. much state of state of the art uh, mirrorless Nikon. Okay. I'm 
I'm using a Nikon Z2. Got it. Um, and and then I, I have I have I'm still using the film cameras, the film camera that my dad gave me. I still use this Konica rangefinder from time to time hmm. that I love. You know, like, and I still have my <clears throat> Pentax LX, which is Pentax's only really pro body they ever put out that was marketed directly to pros to go up against the F3. Hmm. And it's just, it's just a workhorse. It's a great camera, removable prism. Love it. Hmm. Um, and then I, I recently bought an F3. I finally, uh, hmm. uh, through Japan, like I, I, I buy, I buy a few, like a lot of my film stuff that I buy now, film equipment, um, I get in Japan. I just, uh, like I, I bought a Hasselblad 500 CM hmm. um, in, through, through eBay in Japan. Yep. And these guys are just the best sellers. Like I personally feel I've never had a problem with them. Mm-hmm. And the, the cameras usually, if you order a camera lens from there, it'll usually show up better than it looks right. on eBay, you know? Yep. Yep. So I can't say enough good things about that. And, and, mm-hmm. and the, oh. the, the stock, the, the, the vintage stock in Japan is, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, they have. They seem to have a lot of it there, and, and not just Japanese yeah. <laughs> cameras, but Hasselblads and things too. They keep it in pristine condition somehow. It seems. Right? Yeah, abso- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I pretty much use all those. I use the F three the most okay. these days, and and the Hasselblad, and I take mm. them. I take them on trips now too. I used I used to this. I used to only take my film cameras on local or road trips. Okay. But now I'm taking them on 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 my my international trips oh really yeah i'm making room for them so curious about that so i travel i do film too but i i've traveled internationally with film but it it's not always um well i never had an issue a major issue but i had issues where i they didn't let me um you know with with security and so forth so did you ever how, how do you deal with that or how, how have you dealt with that? I, I have, I'm, knock on wood, I've never had a problem okay. in security with my cameras. I mean, my cameras, all, all my gear stays up front with me all the time. I never check any of that. Right. I might, I might check a tripod or whatever, right? Like, yep. like, yep. like, like incidental things. My cameras, uh, like never check those. I always keep them up okay. with you as I'm sure most people do. Um, but yeah, I've never had a problem. Like I've never, like, you know, they might go through it with a fine tooth comb sometimes. Right. right? But I've never had any never had the pro- question on any of it. Thankfully. What, what about the, I mean, I, I, and I, sorry, I was sort of been more specific. I was specifically referring to film, you know, where they want to, um, Inspect where it. I basically didn't want them to, to have it go through the scanner, oh, you oh, know, right, yeah. um, did you, did you ever have, experience with that or i've never had a problem with that so okay. I, I just let okay. it go like like i i used to like i think if you shoot some really really high speed films mm-hmm. you might have a problem with them but from what i understand and, and and articles i've read that if you're not you know most most of these detectors these days you're not gonna have a problem putting okay through. okay so you let it so you're okay if if your film goes even if I'm, it's I'm, exposed you're okay you let it yeah, go through. I, I haven't had okay. a problem. Okay. If, I, if I'd had a problem with it, I'd absolutely 
So I, you I, would not, I, can't, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak to anybody who's had a right. problem with it. And I know right. some people have. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Okay. With, um, oh, that's good to know. No, and I haven't. So to be to be also clear, I, I didn't have a, a technical problem with the film. I just had the problem of I wanted right. him to hand right, right. check it. And they didn't let in certain locations. They didn't let me do that. So I basically yeah. wanted to avoid yeah. it going through the scanner. But you know, it's maybe I was a little over paranoid. <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, but you know, with for good reason too. Because I, I know that some people, I know some people have. But you know, ever since I've been putting it through, since I was a kid, I've never had it. Something. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's good to know. Go that's good to know. Thankfully. Oh, cool. Watch my next trip, though. It'll all come. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully <laughs> yes. not. Exactly. No, no. Um, well, let's talk about one of your other projects. That is, it's called Mist. It's somewhat related, maybe, to the previous oh, yeah. picture to some to some extent, but um, this also atmospheric. <laughs> um, so, and we talked about this a little bit, but it, I noticed uh, sometimes, not always, that you have. You tend to have a, a monochromatic approach, let's call it that for now, um, meaning that there appears to be one dominant color right. scheme in your images. Is that is that a deliberate technique, Ross? Or, and can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, not really. I think I think I'm, I think I'm with those. Maybe maybe you're speaking of something that that might. Um, dominate in, in a green or a blue, maybe mm -hmm. perhaps. Um, I think it's a cinematic thing for me. Okay, that really evokes a mood. Like I'm, I'm never, I'm never trying to just go nuts with color or whatever. I think every every color I use has a place and it ha has a reason to be there to to try to evoke a mood and a feel. And I'm trying to do that in a unique way. And, and most of it stems from a cinematic grounding or a film or a film analog grounding, mm -hmm. not trying to really go nuts with some new digital process or something. Right, right. But I'm trying to get to something that talks to, to some, that hits your soul kind of, right? Like, like, like yep. it, it's a feel and a mood as, and, and, and something you want to, that, wrap around you visually right like yep. like you want to be in that scene mm -hmm. that scene has a mood it has a feel and 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 sometimes that's distant sometimes it's really style silent and still um sometimes it's powerful you know like sometimes it's it's just the power the power of nature around us right to, to make right. us feel small or whatever right like yeah like this is this is above us like the, right the, these are powerful the earth and the universe is more powerful than us. It's still right. going to be here when we're more. When we're yes. <laughs> and I really right. want, I really love tapping into that vast, um, mm -hmm. that vast kind of almost lonely hugeness, you know, like yep. Yep. that's where I'm trying to get to yep. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I feel like I feel sometimes, you know, the color helps, helps, helps with that yep. impact yep and sometimes yep. just going for straight up beauty like or something right. unusually beauty unusual mm -hmm. beauty like otherworldly yeah you know like try like like that's to get away from 
that being bound to earth and being right. bound, bound to a literal world, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and yeah. Lot, I love that too. Mm-hmm. A lot. I think a lot of people like almost some, some people might expect there to be more people or more of a human feel to some of my work, but it's not really what I'm doing. Like, like if, if, if it's part of the scene and it's in the scene, it'll be in the shot, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I'm not going to take that element and, and force it into a shot. I'm not going to put right. it into the shot. Right. Right. Like that's not what I'm doing. There's people yeah. who do that, whose work I love. Absolutely. If, if it comes up in my shot, it'll be part of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shoot around that just to put a person in it because right. I think, me personally, like a lot of times I'm traveling by myself and there is nobody else. There, 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 there's mm-hmm. nothing. There might be an animal. There might be a bird. There might be, you know, maybe something else, like something mm-hmm. floating through the sky. And, and, and that's fine. That's totally fine for me. You know, I think, I think that's what I'm trying to evoke the most. It's just these powerful scenes mm-hmm. you know, of, of the world around us. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I think you, you do it very successfully. I, I think it's really beautiful work. And um, thanks so much. Uh, you know, on on that note, when you're in the in nature in the field, so to say, right? Um, so you said you you t- you work by yourself typically. Uh, and and um, what's your pro? Is there like a you know do do you go visualize kind of what certain things already do you have a certain vision in mind or is it very intuitive very in the moment or do you do a lot of planning around your you know various outings i I know you know being also a landscape photographer myself you know sometimes you can be very planful if you want to (laughs) with you know when is the sun rising this and that and direction and all that stuff so you can I, I think I as much planning that goes into it is where I'm going, the time I'm shooting, and just hoping for the best environmental conditions at the time. Like, like if, if, if it's local, I'm like, I can look out the window and go, oh, yeah, there might be yeah. something, something <laughs> happening somewhere. It looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I'm traveling, it, it's you don't have that choice. And right. so it's either travel to areas where you have the best chance of this kind of thing happening mm-hmm. and if it doesn't whatever and then <clears throat> i think so i think that's the most other, other than that I'm, I'm in the moment it's either it's like it's just in the moment yep it's 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 making a diversion to get to somewhere or stopping right then and there to to, to be able to record it mm-hmm. um you know or getting up at a certain time or that like that's what i love about the difference of of how I like the, the, you know, whether I'm shooting locally or whether I'm shooting on a trip, I love the difference of that because mm-hmm. when I'm shooting on a trip, it's all about the photography and everything that I do during that day. Right. It's like Focus from the time I'm getting mm-hmm. up to, yeah, it's, it's all about that. And then, and then there's like, we're challenging times. Like, what do you do? And, 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 you know, you're out, you can only be in this location during the afternoon because you got to be right. somewhere else the next day or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, so you're presented with this high noon light, not that much going on. And yet you're in this beautiful landscape area. So it, it challenges you to, to yep. kind of figure out how to, to make a shot 
from yeah. that or, or, you know, or, or not even take your camera. Out, right. You know, like, right. <laughs> so, so, so there's all these different challenges that happen yep. during the day when, when, when you're traveling, you know, like, yeah. So. And do you tend to, I know many landscape photographers, right. That they focus around, you know, the, the early morning and, and blue hour and, 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 you know, golden hour and sunrises and, and sunsets. So kind of yeah. where, you know, admittingly, especially when you're a color photographer, the colors are stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Um, is that kind of where you tend to be focused on or do you, I mean, and then I understand, you know, sometimes you are somewhere and there's midday and, you know, you just yeah. have to still make something happen or try to, but would you still say that you're trying to be out usually during sunrise and sun and sunsets and so forth? I, I'd say so. Okay. I, I, I definitely, I mean, um, I, I really love early mornings, like yep. know, before, like pre-dawn. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't do it. I don't do it enough at home. I know it's it, because you the get blue hour. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then dusk light. I, I think I think dusk and twilight is probably the my the times I shoot the most. Mm -hmm. Like at especially around here, like you know, the time I'm. I kind of get outside after my work day and by then it's either dark or it's, or it's just approaching that. So just yep. that by, by my day to day life, naturally that's when I'm going out anyway. So, right. 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 Um, when I have my camera with me. Right. Um, so then does that, I assume that means often tripod work, right? Because you're so early, you have long yeah, exposures. Yeah, but, but okay. I tell you, it's the one reason that why, you, you know, with digital cameras, I'll, I'll use a digital camera until it becomes a game-changing technology. So with with my with my my latest Nikon, the fact that I can shoot with my eighty my seventy to two hundred, I can shoot at two hundred millimeters at a thirtieth, or you know, successfully, and and even hmm. like down to like what like a thirteenth of a second right. if, if I like stabilized. And with yep. a usable photo. Wow. Yeah, know, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> that, like that to me is very important why I want yep. that piece of equipment. Because yep. that's the kind of light I'm shooting in. That's what I Yeah. Um otherwise with film, absolutely. I have a little I take a little mini tripod. It's in okay. my it's in my bag all the time, you know. Um but but my digital, I'm trying to do like I I you know. If, if I'm, if I'm shooting, I do a lot of night skies, auroras and stars yep. as well too, I, yep. but I, I try to incorporate them in an interesting overall landscape rather than right. just shooting stars and auroras. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely the, like I'm using the tripod for that, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, but any, yep. anything like fog or, or super low light or whatever, I'm, I'm probably walking around and, and, and pushing, Pushing my Daikon yeah. as hard as it can go yeah. to try to get something <laughs> right you know, like wide mm. open, yeah, or or you know yeah in, in around that range, right? So, Got it. Got it. And and I find you know like you can you know you can there's a lot of really cool light like white balance things. Yep. With you can the, do. with the yep. light dusk with twilight times mm -hmm. and all that too. So. Yep. Yep. 
Now, speaking of, um, since we're a little technical right now, but I think that's still interesting. Um, what about focal length? You, you mentioned tele, right? 70 to 200. Um, is yeah. that, is that uh, one that you're often reverting back to, or do you that, have? That's, that's my go-to. Okay. For sure. Like 70, okay. 70, 7200 is, is kind of my staple lens right now. It used to be, okay. 80, <clears throat> it used to be at 80 to 200. Yep. Uh, but you know, fast 2.8. Um, yeah, like, uh, you know, that's such an integral part of what I do that those lenses mm. and then, Ooh. and then, and then, you know, I'll have my wide angle of the 20 millimeter and then, and then, okay. and then I've got some vintage 35s and I, I use my standard 50 quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, cool. yeah, you know, that's, that's what I, when I'm traveling, that's what I have in my bag. Okay. I got my, I got my I have my 70 to 200. I've, I have my, um, 1.8, 20 millimeter. Hmm. I have the 50 as a staple. It's just, it's just there. It's light. And hmm. it's just, you know, it's hmm. I can use it on my film camera too. Um, and then I've got like a teleconverter that I use occasionally. I don't, I don't love to use that. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that, that's, that's the base, base stuff that I travel with, mm-hmm. you yeah, know? That's cool. And then I have other, I've got like a macro, the 105. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, that I use occasionally. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. And then, and then like, I'll, like a vintage, vintage, I have, I have all my vintage lenses adapted to, to be able to use on my. You can use it on your yeah, mirrorless. Okay. On my mirrorless. Yep. Got it. Yeah, that's very you cool. Know, all my Pentax lenses and things too, yeah. which is pretty cool. That's but, cool. But really, most of the time, most of the time, I'm it's the seventy to two hundred, fifty, and the twenty millimeter. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I take I take a, when I'm traveling, I take a backup body. I I I, I installed my old D seven fifty. I use as a backup. Hmm. And, uh, and and then whatever film camera I'm using, right? But yeah, you mentioned you you're traveling both with film and digital, correct? Yeah. These and then things, and yeah, then but... and then the other thing that I do is I shoot. Of course, I you know I'm shooting like some video loops and things like that, right? So I have a, I have a Blackmagic Cinema camera. Oh, that, okay. That I'm I'm slowly getting it just using the Nikon, the the, the Z72 for that yep. now too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm finding ways to work with that footage ways to, to grade it hmm. where to make it look a bit more cinematic. I, I haven't, I haven't, you, what you can do is you can send, you can send like a Nikon without getting too techy. You can send your Nikon in um, and you can get the, the Nikon pro res it, like adjustment for it. Oh so, yeah. I heard like about Nikon that. Rock, yep. Nikon Rock. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that, but I decided against it. And then I've, then I've just been kind of grading, finding a really, you know, good technique to work with that footage. I mean, the, the footage that you get, like the, the quality of the image that that, that thing shoots just natively, mm-hmm. it's still pretty good. You know, and the problem oh, yeah. with, probably with it not being camera raw is it can break down a little bit, you know, right. when you try yeah. to edit it. 
it's like a JPEG, basically, right? Yeah, when, it can be. When, but I, yeah. I convert. I, I just I do I do a conversion to ProRes on it right away, and I don't know if that allows me. If, I mean, at that point, it's it's you know, it's it's like interpolated or whatever. Or I don't know. Yeah, can push um, it a little more, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But I I just watch for banding. Like if there's anything yeah. banding going on or whatever, right. I just I just don't use that. So, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So, um, so before we wrap up, um, a couple more questions. Um, one, one is, I like to talk about a potential future project that I read on your website that you are working on a on a book project. Can you? Yeah. Could you tell me more about that? Yeah. So, so I I've, I finally got my print site up. I, I, you know. You go to, if you go to my website, there's a there's now a prints tab and it takes you yep. to the prints site. Yep. Um, which I mean that took me a year to put that together. <laughs> you know, oh, it, sure. it doesn't look like but just to select the images and and really, really think about what I wanted to offer and, and yep. you know, like it, t- it took a lot and, and just working with my printer and, and, and doing conference calls with them and it just took so long. And uh, you know finally finally got that up so but what i've always wanted to do books and i just want to find a um i want to find a good process to doing them in, in short runs where where you can say you're announcing maybe you're going to release a book and just get get as many orders like pre-orders in to, to, yep. to be able to to like do a limited run yep so I've all I've, I've got pretty much I have a book layout already ready that I was working on before I did my print site, so it's kind of the next logical thing for me, you know that and you know I'm still considering the NFT thing. I, I don't I don't know for sure if I'm going to do that quite yet, but uh, I, I really like print. I really like the tactile side of photography. You know, like what is uh, sorry, what is NFT? NFT. You know, and, you know, NFTs like the the crypto blockchain images. You know, like oh, oh, okay. So, okay. So that everybody's doing right now. You know, okay. So, yeah, I'm not like that craze. that one. I'm obviously not yeah. following. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like I've had a lot of people ask me about that. Okay. And, you know, there's just so many artists doing that now. That okay. Um, Is that kind of that art? artificial intelligence type stuff or is that well well yeah but but an nft is more like it, it's more like you mint your nft like you, your your series of images your video or whatever and mm-hmm. then people pay a, a whatever whatever price you set it at people pay that oh uh, okay in, in crypto currency oh it's more of a okay got it yeah. so, it's so, a, so i mean mark, you know like my jury is still out of it it takes a lot of yeah. energy to create those there's an environmental aspect to it as well okay i'm not got sure it. about but if you go okay. on the twitter and you get into the photography community there this you know that that's what it's all about okay it's all okay it is. Yeah. interesting interesting um well cool so but you're working on this book project is it yeah. is it going to be um are you thinking self-publishing then, or are you thinking about working with a yeah, I think publisher? I, yeah, I think I think I think I'd self-publish this. I also like just with our, our record label that we're we're, we're doing for for Montaigne District and, and other people's, and and 
the Instagram account from for North Silver is I, I, I'd sort of like to maybe see more things that, that we could do with that and maybe a publishing hmm. aspect or maybe you mm-hmm. know, we're already releasing music through it. So I don't know maybe that becomes the first North Silver book, you know, hmm. like, like maybe oh, yeah. a published book. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tossing that around. Okay. I've tried work like I've, I've worked with other people on, you know, Instagram with this idea, people contacts I've made through social media mm-hmm. with this idea. But I, but I really feel that um, it's maybe something that I want to do myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that said, if, if there's, you know, if a good book publisher um, approached me to do a book. Absolutely. You know, I'm mm-hmm. absolutely into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not something I'm pursuing outside yep. of doing it myself right now yeah are you thinking so so you have obviously your prints available on your website um for for you know individual purchase are you thinking for the book project something along the lines of maybe trying to put that together for next year so for 2023 yeah i think so okay it would probably be later too, late, late, later 2023 or something. Who knows? I mean, I've oh, got all cool. the templates done to put it to get okay. something out pretty quick. So we'll okay. see. I'm going to oh, be making cool. some changes to my print site offerings in January. Right? Okay. Been, I'm keeping things re- like refreshed on that. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. So, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with that. That's awesome. Well, if, if, we d- if you do that, then I. Uh, you should probably come back and then we'll we'll talk about that and absolutely and uh yeah that would be awesome um well good well well ross my last question hopefully an easy one uh is basically where can people best find you and your work online um the best place to find me to link to everything would be my website which is atmospherixphoto.com okay you, you, you can link to my print site to Instagram and any other social media platform I'm on. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, okay, or just cool. directly on Instagram, I'm, I'm atmospherics, um, at atmospherics. And okay. uh, that, that, that's, cool. that's a quick way to link, link to me yep. as well. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Ross, thank you so much for for speaking with me today. It was really a pleasure and a lot of fun. Thanks, thanks, Daniel. I, re- I really appreciate you asking me to do this too. It's it's been it's been great. It's been fun. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, this wraps up our episode with Ross Boswell, who's photographing under Atmospherics. Please check out his beautiful work. We'll link to his website as well as his Instagram on the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and talk to you next time.